Runo seventeen of Kalevala the Land of the Heroes by Elias Lunrot Translated by William Forsell Kirby eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo seventeen Vinamoinen and Antero Vipunen Argument Vinamoinen goes to obtain magic words from Antero Vipunen and wakes him from his long sleep under the earth. Vipunen swallows Vinamoinen and the latter begins to torture him violently in his stomach. Vipunen tries every means that he can think of to get rid of him by promises, spells, conjurations, and exorcisms. But Vinamoinen declares that he will never depart till he has obtained from Vipunen the words which he requires to finish his boat. Vipunen sings all his wisdom to Vinamoinen, who then leaves his body, returns to his boat-building, and finishes his boat. Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, had not found the words he wanted in the dark abode of Tuoni, in the eternal realms of Mana, and forevermore he pondered, in his head reflected ever where the words he might discover and obtain the charms he needed. Once a shepherd came to meet him, and he spoke the words which follow. You can find a hundred phrases and a thousand words discover, known to Antarovi Punin only, in his monstrous mouth and body, and there is a path which leads there, and a crossroad must be traversed. Not the best among the pathways, nor the very worst of any. Firstly, you must leap along it, or the points of women's needles, and another stage must traverse, or the points of heroes' sword-blades, and a third course must be traversed, or the blades of heroes' axes. Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, pondered deeply o'er the journey. To the smithy then he hastened, and he spoke the words which follow, O thou smith, O Ilmarinen, forge me straightway shoes of iron, forge me likewise iron gauntlets, make me too a shirt of iron and a mighty stake of iron, all of steel which I will pay for, lined within with steel the strongest, and o'erlaid with softer iron. For I go some words to seek for, and to snatch the words of power, from the giant's mighty body, mouth of Antero Vipunin wisest. Then the smith, in Ilmarinen, answered in the words which follow, Vipunen has long since perished, long has Antero departed from the nets he has constructed, and the snares that he has fashioned. Words from him you cannot hope for, half a word you could not look for. Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, started on his way unheeding, and the first day speeded lightly o'er the points of women's needles, and the second day sprang nimbly over the points of heroes' sword-blades, and upon the third day speeded o'er the blades of heroes' axes. Vipunen in songs was famous, full of craft the aged hero. With his songs he lay extended, outstretched with his spells of magic. On his shoulders grew a poplar, from his temple sprang a birch-tree. On his chin-tip grew an alder, on his beard a willow thicket. On his brow were firs with squirrels, from his teeth sprang branching pine-trees. Then at once did Vinamoinen draw his sword and free the iron, from the scabbard formed of leather, from his belt of lambskin fashioned. Fell the poplar from his shoulders, fell the birch-trees from his temples, from his chin the spreading alders, from his beard the willow-bushes, 
From his brow the firs with squirrels, From his teeth the branching pine trees. Then he thrust his stake of iron, Into Vipunin's mouth he thrust it, In his gnashing gums he thrust it, In his clashing jaws he thrust it, And he spoke the words which follow, Rouse thyself, O slave of mortals, Where beneath the earth thou restest, In a sleep that long has lasted. Vipunen, in songs most famous, Suddenly awoke from slumber, Feeling he was roughly treated, And with pain severe tormented. Then he bit the stake of iron, Bit the outer softer iron, But the steel he could not sever, Could not eat the inner iron. Then the aged Vinomoinen Just above his mouth was standing, And his right foot slipped beneath him, And his left foot glided onward, Into Vipunen's mouth he stumbled, and within his jaws he glided. Vipunen, in songs most famous, opened then his mouth yet wider, and his jaws he wide extended, gulped the well-beloved hero. With a shout the hero swallowed him, the aged Vinomoinen. Vipunen, in songs most famous, spoke the very words which follow. I have eaten much already, and on ewes and goats have feasted, and have barren heifers eaten, and have also swine devoured. But I ne'er had such a dinner, such a morsel never tasted. But the aged Vinomoinen uttered then the words which follow, Now destruction falls upon me, and an evil day o'ertakes me, Prisoned here in Hisi's stable, here in Kalma's narrow dungeon. So he pondered and reflected how to live and how to struggle. In his belt a knife had Vainu, and the haft was formed of maple, And from this a boat he fashioned, and a boat he thus constructed, and he rowed the boat, and urged it back and forth throughout the entrails, rowing through the narrow channels, and exploring every passage. Vipunen, the old musician, was not thus much incommoded. Then the aged Vinomoinen, as a smith, began to labor, and began to work with iron. With his shirt he made a smithy, with his shirt-sleeves made his bellows, with the fur he made the wind-bag. With his trousers made the air-pipe, and the opening with his stockings, And he used his knee for anvil, and his elbow for a hammer. Then he quick began to hammer, actively he plied his hammer. Through the live-long night unresting, through the day without cessation, In the stomach of the wise one, in the entrails of the mighty. Vipunen, in songs most famous, spoke aloud the words which follow. Who among mankind can this be? who among the roll of heroes. I have gulped a hundred heroes, and a thousand men devoured, but his like I never swallowed. In my mouth the coals are rising. On my tongue are firebrands resting, in my throat is slag of iron. Go thou forth to wander, strange one, pest of earth at once depart thou. Ere I go to seek thy mother, seek thy very aged mother. If I told it to thy mother, told the aged one the story, great would be thy mother's trouble, great the aged woman's sorrow, that her son should work such evil, and her child should act so basely. Still I hardly comprehend it, do not comprehend the reason, how thou hisi here hast wandered, why thou camest thou evil creature, thus to bite and thus to torture, thus to eat and thus to gnaw me, art thou some disease-created death that Yumala ordains me? Or art thou another creature, fashioned and unloosed by others, Hired beforehand to torment me, or hast thou been bribed with money? If thou art disease-created, death by Yumala ordain me, 
then i trust in my creator and to Yumala resign me for the good the lord rejects not nor does he destroy the righteous if thou art another creature and an evil wrought by others then thy race would i discover in the place where thou wast nurtured once before have ills assailed me plagues from somewhere have attacked me from the realms of mighty sorcerers from the meadows of the soothsayers and the homes of evil spirits and the plains where dwell the wizards from the dreary heaths of kalma from beneath the firm earth's surface from the dwellings of the dead men from the realms of the departed from the loose earth heaped in hillocks from the regions of the landslips from the loose and gravelly districts from the shaking sandy regions from the valleys deeply sunken from the moss-grown swampy districts from the marshes all unfrozen from the billows ever tossing from the stalls in hisi's forest from five gorges in the mountains from the slopes of copper mountains from their summits all of copper from the ever rustling pine trees and the rustling of the fir trees from the crowns of rotten pine trees and the tops of rotten fir trees from those spots where yelp the foxes heaths where elk are chased on snowshoes from the bears own rocky caverns from the caves where bears are lurking from the furthest bounds of poya from the distant realms of lapland from the wastes where grow no bushes from the lands unploughed for ever from the battlefields extended from the slaughter-place of heroes from the fields where grass is rustling from the blood that there is smoking from the blue sea's watery surface from the open sea's broad surface from the black mud of the ocean from the depth of thousand fathoms from the fiercely rushing torrents from the seething of the whirlpool and from rutya's mighty cataract where the waters rush most wildly from the further side of heaven where the rainless clouds stretch furthest from the pathway of the spring wind from the cradle of the tempests from such regions hast thou journeyed thence hast thou proceeded torment to my heart of evil guiltless to my belly likewise sinless to devour and to torment me and to bite me and to tear me pine away o hound of hisi dog of manala the vilest o thou demon quit my body pest of earth o quit my liver let my heart be undevoured leave thou too my spleen uninjured make no stoppage in my belly and my lungs forbear to traverse do not pierce me through the navel and my loins forbear to injure and my backbone do not shatter nor upon my sides torment me if my strength as man should fail me then will i invoke a greater which shall rid me of the evil and shall drive away the horror from the earth i call the earth queen from the fields the lord primeval from the earth i call all swordsmen from the sands a hero horseman call them to my aid and succour to my help and aid i call them in the tortures that o'erwhelm me and amid this dreadful torment if you do not heed their presence and you will not shrink before them come o forest with thy people junipers bring all your army come o pine woods with your household and thou pond with all thy children with their swords a hundred swordsmen and a thousand mail-clad heroes that they may assail this hisi and may overwhelm this utas if you do not heed their presence and you will not shrink before them rise thou up o water mother raise thy blue cap from the billows and thy soft robe from the waters from the ooze thy form of beauty for a powerless hero's rescue for a weakly man's protection lest i should be eaten guiltless 
and without disease be slaughtered. If you will not heed their presence, and you will not shrink before them, ancient daughter of creation, come in all thy golden beauty, thou the oldest of all women, thou the first of all the mothers, come to see the pains that rack me, and the evil days drive from me, that thy strength may overcome them, and perchance may free me from them. But if this not yet should move you, and you will not yet draw backwards, Ukko, in the vault of heaven, on the thunder-cloud's wide border, come thou here where thou art needed, hasten here where I implore thee to dispel the works of evil, and destroy this vile enchantment, with thy sword of flame dispel it, with thy flashing sword-blade smite it, Go thou horror, forth to wander, curse of earth, depart thou quickly, here no more shall be thy dwelling, and if thou such dwelling needest, elsewhere shalt thou seek thy dwellings, far from here a home shall find thee, in the household of thy master, in the footsteps of thy mistress. When you reach your destination and your journey you have finished, in the realms of him who made you, in the country of your master, give a signal of your coming, let a lightning flash announce it, let them hear the roll of thunder, let them see the lightning flashing, and the yard-gate kick to pieces, pull a shutter from the window, then the house thou soon canst enter, rush into the room like whirlwind, plant thy foot within it firmly, and thy heel where space is narrow, push the men into the corner, and the women to the doorposts, scratch the eyes from out the masters, smash the heads of all the women, curve thou then to hooks thy fingers, Twist thou then their heads all crooked, or if this is not sufficient, fly as cock upon the pathway, or as chicken in the farmyard, with thy breast upon the dunghill, drive the horses from the stable, from the stalls the horned cattle, push their horns into the dung-heap, on the ground their tails all scatter, twist thou then their eyes all crooked, and their necks in haste then break thou. Art thou sickness, tempest-carried? tempest-carried wind-conducted, and a gift from wind of springtime, by the frosty air led hither, on the path of air conducted, on the sledgeway of the spring wind? Then upon the trees repose not, rest thou not upon the alders, hasten to the copper mountain, hasten to its copper summit, let the wind convey thee thither, guarded by the wind of springtide. But if thou from heaven descended, from the rainless clouds broad margins then again ascend to heaven once again in air arise thou to the clouds where rain is falling to the stars that ever twinkle that thou there mayst burn like fire and that thou mayst shine and sparkle on the sun's own path of splendour and around the moon's bright circle if thou art some pest of water hither drifted by the sea waves let the pest return to water journey back amid the sea-waves to the walls of muddy castles to the crests of waves like mountains there amid the waves to welter rocking on the darkling billows camest thou from the heaths of calma from the realms of the departed to thy home return thou quickly to the dark abodes of calma to the land upheaved in hillocks to the land that quakes for ever where the people fall in battle and a mighty host has perished if thou foolishly hast wandered from the depths of Hesi's forest, from the nest amid the pine-trees, from thy home among the fir-trees, then I drive thee forth and ban thee to the depths of Hesi's forest, 
to thy home among the fir trees to thy nest among the pine trees there thou mayst remain forever till the flooring planks have rotted and the wooden walls are mildewed and the roof shall fall upon you i will drive thee forth and ban thee drive thee forth o evil creature forth unto the old bear's dwelling to the lair of aged she-bear to the deep and swampy valleys to the ever-frozen marshes to the swamps forever quaking quaking underneath the footsteps to the ponds where sport no fishes where no perch are ever noticed but if there thou find'st no refuge further yet will i then ban thee to the furthest bounds of poya to the distant plains of lapland to the barren treeless tundras to the country where they plough not where is neither moon nor sunlight where the sun is never shining there a charming life awaits thee there to roam about at pleasure in the woods the elks are lurking in the woods men hunt the reindeer that a man may still his hunger and may satisfy his craving even further yet i ban thee banish thee and drive thee onward to the mighty falls of rucha to the fiercely raging whirlpool thither where the trees have fallen and the fallen pines are rolling tossing trunks of mighty fir trees wide extended crowns of pine trees swim thou there thou wicked heathen in the cataract's foaming torrent round to drive mid boundless waters resting in the narrow waters but if there you find no refuge further yet will i then ban you to the river black of twoni to the eternal stream of mana never in thy life escaping never while thy life endureth should i not consent to free thee nor to ransom thee be able come with nine sheep thee to ransom which a single ewe has farrowed and with bullocks nine in number from a single cow proceeding and with stallions nine in number from a single mare proceeding need you horses for your journey or there's aught you need for driving horses i will give in plenty plenty i can give for riding hisi has a horse of beauty with a red mane on the mountain fire is flashing from his muzzle and his nostrils brightly shining and his hoofs are all of iron and of steel are they constructed he can climb upon a mountain climb the sloping sides of valleys if his rider mounts him boldly urges him to show his mettle but if this is not sufficient then may hisi make these snowshoes take the older shoes of lempo where the thick smoke is the foulest skate thou to the land of hisi rushing through the woods of lempo dashing through the land of hisi gliding through the evil country if a stone impedes thy pathway crash and scatter it asunder lies a branch across thy pathway break the branch in twain when passing if a hero bar thy passage drive him boldly from thy pathway go thy way thou lazy creature go thou forth thou man of evil now before the day is dawning or the morning twilight glimmers or as yet the sun has risen or thou yet hast heard the cock crow thou delayst too long to leave me take thy flight o evil creature fare thee forth into the moonlight wander forth amid its brightness if thou wilt not leave me quickly o thou dog without a mother i will take the eagle's talons and the claws of the blood suckers and of birds of prey the talons and of hawks the talons likewise that i thus may seize the demons utterly o'ercome these wretches that my head may ache no longer nor my breathing more oppress me 
Once did Lempo's self flee from me, When he wandered from his mother, When was aid from Jumala granted, Gave his aid, the great creator. Wander forth without thy mother, O thou uncreated creature, Wretched dog without a master, Forth, O whelp, without a mother, Even while the time is passing, Even while the moon is waning. Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, Answered in the words which follow, here i find a pleasant dwelling here i dwell in much contentment and for bread the liver serves me and the fat with drink supplies me and the lungs are good for cooking and the fat is best for eating therefore will i sink my smithy in thy heart forever deeper and will strike my hammer harder pounding on the tenderest places that in all thy life thou never freedom from the ill mayst hope for if thy spells thou dost not teach me all thy magic spells shalt teach me, Till thy spells I learn in fullness, And a thousand spells have gathered, Till no spells are hidden from me, Nor the spells of magic hidden, That in caves their power is lost not, Even though the wizards perish. Vipunen, in songs so famous, He the sage so old in wisdom, In whose mouth was mighty magic, Power unbounded in his bosom, open then his mouth of wisdom of his spells the casket open sang his mighty spells of magic chanted forth of all the greatest magic songs of the creation from the very earliest ages songs that all the children sing not even heroes understand not in these dreary days of evil in the days that now are passing words of origin he chanted all his spells he sang in order at the will of the creator at behest of the almighty how himself the air he fashioned and from air the water parted and the earth was formed from water and from earth all herbage sprouted then he sang the moon's creation likewise how the sun was fashioned how the air was raised on pillars how the stars were placed in heaven vipunen in songs the wisest sang in part and sang in fullness never yet was heard or witnessed never while the world existed one who was a better singer one who was a wiser wizard from his mouth the words were flowing and his tongue sent forth his sayings quick as legs of foals are moving or the feet of rapid courser through the days he sang unceasing through the nights without cessation to his songs the sun gave hearing and the golden moon stayed listening waves stood still on ocean's surface billows sank upon its margin rivers halted in their courses rucha's furious cataract halted Vuoxi's cataract ceased its flowing likewise too the river jordan when the aged vinamoinen unto all the spells had listened and had learned the charms in fullness all the magic spells creative he prepared himself to travel from the widespread jaws of vipunen from the belly of the wise one from within his monstrous body said the aged vinamoinen o thou antero vipunen hugest open thou thy mouth gigantic and thy jaws extend more widely i would quit for earth thy body and would take my journey homeward vipunen then in songs the wisest answered in the words which follow much i've drunk and much have eaten and consumed a thousand dainties but before i never swallowed aught like aged vinamoinen good indeed has been thy coming better tis when thou departest then did antero vipunen open wide expanding gums grimacing 
open wide his mouth gigantic, and his jaws extended widely, while the aged Vinamoinen to his mouth made lengthened journey, from the belly of the wise one, from within his monstrous body. From his mouth he glided swiftly, o'er the heath he bounded swiftly, very like a golden squirrel or a golden-breasted marten. Further on his path he journeyed, till at length he reached the smithy. Said the smith, E'en Ilmarinen, have you found the words you wanted? Have you learned the spells creative, that the boat-sides you can fashion? Spells to fix the stern together, and the bows to deftly fashion? Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, answered in the words which follow. Spells a hundred have I gathered, and a thousand spells of magic. Secret spells were opened to me, hidden charms were all laid open. To his boat he hastened quickly, and he set to work most wisely, set to work the boat to finish, and he fixed the sides together, and the stern he fixed together, and the bows he deftly fashioned, but the boat he built unhammered, nor a chip he severed from it. End of Runo 17 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine